Hi, everyone, and welcome to the unexpected, but I'm sure uh, much appreciated budget edition of VLGA Connect and the Governance Update with Stephen Cooper. Hello, Stephen. What's wrong with this picture? Um, the formality is just extraordinary, Chris. Well done, you. You've shamed me into, I think, only the second time in 2020 that I've had a tie on. I had to go to the storage unit to find one. First time of this year for me, Chris, but if you can't put a tie on for the budget edition, I think you're not trying. I wasn't going to, but folks, he turned up in the tie uh, and I realised the seriousness with which he regarded the budget. So I had to have a good hard look at myself in the mirror while I was putting the tie on. So here we are. Now, S Steve, uh, there's lots to unpack in the budget for local government this year. And of course, it's a, a it's an unseen, unheard of uh, magnitude, this, uh, this budget, obviously, because of uh, COVID-19. Um, Pat, I know you've done some deep digging and you've found some gems. Can I just highlight perhaps some of the stuff that's been out there as very obvious local government stuff that the minister's been speaking about? Sure. So uh, one of those is an additional $50 million for the Growing Suburbs Fund. Now, my understanding is there was 25 announced earlier in the year. So there's 75 million in the pot for period yes. interface councils. Now that gets exactly. on uh, local infrastructure projects, community facilities, particularly in those fast growing areas. So um, I'm sure that'll be very welcome. I'd say so. Libraries, uh, $13.3 million and a significant component of that is for the Living Libraries program over two years as I understand it. Oh, no, and isn't that terrific? Because libraries have been absolute champions during the COVID period, Chris, with the way that they've reoriented their service to, uh, you know, to lend remotely without yes. people having to borrow, having to attend the facility. So, yes. Very, very good. Good point. And good to see that investment there. The Community Infrastructure Loan Scheme, I think this was already existing. There's um, $100 million being injected into that. So, this is an opportunity for councils to access low interest loans to support a whole range of things like bike trails and dog parks and um, community hubs, et cetera. So that's a big bucket of money. Yep. That's true. It's $100 million and it's across the next two financial years, Chris. Ah. Being mindful that um, interest rates are at record lows at the moment, but um, if you can get a further discount and it's applicable and a worthwhile project, then why not? This one intrigues me a little bit. In the Minister's release, he talks about extending the work of the Metropolitan Partnerships with $3 million to bring together all of those representatives in the eastern, northern, southern, western, inner, southeastern, inner metro areas. Of course, the partnership model's been around for a few years now, so I take this as a vote of confidence that that model is working and is going to continue for a while. Well, given that the, the statement I've got starts with to continue addressing the priorities, that would say keep going. So what did we say? $3 million there. $3 million there. $2.7 million for roadsides, west, uh, roadsides, weeds and pest management. Um, and presumably for the rurals, particularly. Say, yeah, for the rurals, Chris. Um, and that might be the sort of project that in a, in a tight year um, could be more difficult to fund. So that, that $2.7 million will be welcome. And a million dollars for municipal emergency planning. I uh, don't have a lot of detail on what that's for, but I assume that's to keep those uh, planning processes going as councils need to be you know, ready and prepared for anything. 
without knowing, Chris, I can only presume that also will be required to be external fun external funding. And given what has happened in the last 12 months, I would have thought just about every municipal emergency management plan will be up for review at the moment. So mm. uh, that will be much needed. Now, this one, I know a lot of people are very excited about. It's a $6.3 million fund to uh, bring or to invest in women building surveyors. Now, Steve, you're, you are probably aware that building surveyors are um, scarce as instant, really. Yeah. Yes. Um, and Snap. I think women building surveyors are even rarer. I think there's only one in the state. I'll take so, your word for that, Chris. I knew there were not too many, and this project therefore ticks a number of boxes for both those reasons. So that uh, will be welcome, and apparently it's 40 positions. Yes, uh, so I was going to say, if it's successful, there'll be 41 female yes. building surveyors. Now, another key thing to note here is it's particularly targeted at women already working in local government in, say, planning or building support roles, equipping them to step up into uh, the more senior role and the, the, and, and the very responsible role of being a municipal building surveyor. So I think it's a great scheme and I think it's going to get underway pretty quickly is my mail. Well, given that local government's a great um, sector for people to um, develop their skills internally to provide an additional opportunity for women to work in a sector where they're clearly underrepresented, that's a great initiative. So, Steve, there's some of the headlines. Of course, we've had the big announcement about social and affordable housing, which is obviously going to have direct impacts and, uh, you know, planning implications, et cetera, for, for councils. Um, but yeah. you've had a deeper dive and you've found a few sneaky little ones in there, I think was your term that you've found that uh, local government will be very interested to know and, about. And I won't take all the credit, Chris. I've been collaborating with my colleague, Deborah Wu, who has done a lot of research and props to Deborah for her work on this project. Indeed, well done, um, yeah, a few others, Chris, and some of these go beyond local government, but there's $774 million um, available in regard to childcare and early education, and local government is definitely a player in that space. Um, mm. And also for country councils, the expansion of universal three-year-old kindergarten across 15 regional LGAs. Um, giving kids up to 15 hours a week in councils okay. from Alpine to West Wimmera and down to Glenelg, so across the state. Um, so they'll be, they'll be alert to that. Um, expanded and upgraded community sport and recreation facilities, Chris, $27 million is available. That won't only be local government, but again, clearly any council um, with capital works projects around sport and recreation would uh, be wise to look at that. That'll be very, very welcome. Uh, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer about it, but it's just going to be a drop in the bucket. The, the, the needs for community sport and recreation facilities with all the growth that's happening are massive. And I know one budget is not going to fix it. So great to see that's there, um, but it'll be, it'll just be a start. And it will only be a proportion of the total cost of each of those projects. Chris, yes, that's true. 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 Um, DELP will be spending um, $97 million at, at Recycling Victoria on an action plan to transform the recycling sector and develop a circular economy. So reusing rather than um, ultimately sending to waste, as well as key initiatives include introducing a four-bin waste and recycling system. So uh, a message there for councils, I suppose, to stay in touch with their re regional waste groups in terms of how that plays out. 
Yeah, would like to see some more detail on that. So is that suggesting that uh, there's going to be a move towards a four-bin waste system as a policy position across the state? Is that the way you're reading that, Steve? The document I've got calls it a 10-year plan and specifically right. mentions a four-bin waste system. But I should say, Chris, in terms of the rural and regional councils, there's also $40 million to fast-track rural and regional waste and recycling infrastructure and um, having been uh, to regional Victoria a couple of times and sought to dispose of uh, waste and recycling, much needed. Good ones, yes. Anything uh, else? Oh, yes. Tech support, technology support for rural councils. So grants of a one-off $100,000 grant for regional or rural councils for information and communications technology facilities, equipment and training. Good so one. I presume councils will be hearing about that directly. Um, Oh, including remote governance and community engagement are specifically mentioned. Uh, okay. Chris, there's a little organisation called Service Victoria, which... I've heard uh, of it, <laughs> believe it or not. I have. I knew you had. <laughs> we know someone. Um, yeah, we do. They've, they've got $22 million of funding and their, their role is around systems to make it easier for citizens to access services, new channels for simple, faster, you know, licence... Um, grants and things like that. It includes three years of funding to support streamlining business license processing in partnership with local government to make it easier for small business and sole traders to operate in Victoria as part of the coronavirus recovery. So presumably there will be an opportunity for local government to tap into the resource of Service Victoria in regard to its licensing and permit issue kind of systems, Chris. On a completely different tack, there's $28 million. And again, whatever's spent in this area is never enough for youth mental health support. Oh, good one. Yeah, much needed, much needed. And again, presumably councils in that space and in other spaces, for example, around family violence, will be looking to our partner and stakeholder networks um, to ensure that whatever funding is available is tapped into. Um, is there any more detail on that, Steve? Is that about funding headspaces or is it about supporting existing programs or developing new ones? Does it tell you more? To expand existing supports for wellbeing and mental health of students, including the Navigator program, Lookout, Headspace Mental Health Training, uh, the Expanding Mental Health Practitioners in Secondary Schools program, which is fantastic. Uh, we'll also include specialist schools and we'll introduce a mental health in primary schools pilot to a further 20 schools. Um, it will establish local young person psychosocial wellbeing networks for government and non-government school sectors, local governments and community organisations. So more joining up of resources in that much needed space, Chris. Good to hear. And I think uh, you might have one more about school crossings, have you? Yeah, I do have there somewhere. One year of funding to local government for school crossing supervision and increasing road safety around schools. Good. So whoever looks after the school crossing grant... Um, keep an eye out because it would appear there's funding available. The other issue, Chris, in terms of core funding, and it's not quite the same, um, there's $11 million of core funding for implementation of the Gender Equality Act. And a lot of councils may not have thought through at the moment what the implications are of implementation of the uh, Gender Equality Act. Well, there is some money at head, head office to provide, and I can't sort of comment on what the level of assistance is, but some assistance and support um, in regard to the Gender Equity Act, um, including um, 
developing and maintaining a reporting platform for defined entities, that would include councils, to facilitate submission of gender equality action plans and progress reports. On that topic, look out for a, a new explainer video that's coming as part of a series that uh, you and I have both been involved in, the VLGA, LG Pro, MAV and Local Government Victoria. And one of them explains very nicely uh, how the gender equality uh, regime is going to work uh, with the two acts being in alignment, including our first discussion with the new gender equality commissioner, Dr. Nikki Vincent. So just a That'd bit of a good. plug to look out for that. Yeah. Steve, great work. That's is that it? You couldn't find oh, us anything more than than those many hundreds of billions. Oh, <laughs> there's probably some rats and mice around there, Chris. And the the more diligent readers, uh, listeners, the others who are also wearing a tie, will probably have picked up some things that we've missed out. But uh, talk to your colleagues about what they've found out uh, from the budget. I'd say, Chris. You want to know something really sad? What's that? I'm quite I'm quite liking the the tie look. <laughs> It's, uh, I think it's a big improvement for me anyway. I don't know about for you, but on that, on that subject, in terms of improvements, um, we've got a new mailbag segment for the governance update, Steve, and you've, you've, you've wrecked it already. I've just noticed we got a, a letter last week and I do encourage people to write to us. I don't uh, guarantee we'll use it on the program, but a certain viewer wrote to me and said, is Mr. Cooper supporting Movember or is he just being year round dashing? Um, and it's gone. It has, Chris. And um, and I was, and let me just call it an accident with a razor that wasn't meant to happen. <laughs> and it was better that it be dispensed with. So thank, thank the viewer for asking and for noticing. Indeed. Uh, and if you want to write to us, uh, you can work out how to get to us uh, in your own good time. Thanks, Steve. Uh, Thanks, great Chris. work on reviewing the budget. Uh, we'll be back with a regular edition in a couple of days and we'll have Hannah Duncan-Jones joining us from local government, Victoria. That'll be great. Everyone. And we'll look forward to doing the budget again in twelve in nine months' time. In, exactly right. Yes. Okay, I'll put, the tie, I'll put the tie away until then. Thank you, Steve. Talk Thanks, soon. Chris. Stephen well Cooper from the VLGA. He's the chief of staff there, do you know, at the VLGA and doing a cracker of a job rolling out induction at the moment. But he's carved out some time for us on the governance update and we'll see you all again very soon. Bye for now.